Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Hunter Choate, a local Orlando author, joins Nick to discuss how agonizingly wonderful the writing and creative process can be. This episode is brought to you by Weight Boss. At Weight Boss, we believe the fastest way to a new you is with a really stressful work environment. We match you with your least ideal supervisor, leading to a level of dissatisfaction almost certainly guaranteed to help you stop eating. Um, unless you stress eat, and we have no solution for that. Apply for your ideal weight boss at toacertaindegree.com. Bo Coster on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, the best in basement radio, and a CD that is going to continue playing. Let's try that again. Uh, that and that. Okay. Good morning. That was Bo Custer on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick Jorgudiu, and I do this every week. This is to a certain degree. This is, is to everything degree. to a certain degree. And uh, everything, including my special guest, I have a very special guest every week. This week's very special guest, Hunter Chote is here. That's me. Yeah. Good morning, Thank you Hunter. for having me. Yeah, Good it's morning. very nice to have you finally here to have a, I, a longer conversation I've than we've dodging. had it's true. In, in several, several years. So we've known each other for a while. We worked together uh, way, way back in the day when we had uh, alter egos. Are, are we going to talk about that at nope, all? Not gonna, at all. No, so nope. no, no hippie cheese talk. Skip that okay, all together. Because uh, I don't know the context of it now is is so different than That's it was true. back in 2000. Mm-hmm. And We've grown. Five? Our relationship oh, has grown. for sure. Yeah, for sure. So there was a period where I didn't see you for several years, and then I saw you like three times in a week. Uh, yeah, randomly around town. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty neat. Different places. Yeah, it was good. But you Kismet, are you are a local author. That's so true. I started seeing you at local literary events, yes. uh, interacting with you through Borough Press and mm-hmm. seeing you at some of the uh, live readings and things like that around town. So I really wanted to have you on and talk about your experience as a writer uh, as someone who uh, submits stuff to literary journals that's and things true. of that nature. I do that, yeah. I don't know about that at all. And oh, I it's find brutal. that, yeah, it sounds yeah, really, really awful. <laughs> uh, but first, we have to get to know you a little bit better. Oh, okay. And the best way to do that is through a game. Get you warmed up. Okay. Get all the right. blood Juice flowing. Is flowing. It yeah. is rather early. It's very early. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. very early. Yeah, yeah. yeah very okay. nice. Thank you for coming out this early. Yeah, thank you again. And but before we do this, can yeah. I can I thank you for the Tabasco sauce? Because yeah, absolutely. Not a lot of people know that I'm a doomsday prepper. Oh, are uh, you? Yeah, it's true. So that's that's going to go straight into the bunker. Awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah, so I try to do a little bit of uh, a thank you gift, a swag bag for mm-hmm. all of my guests. Uh, Hunter got five mini bottles of Tabasco sauce, as all of my guests this, get. Yeah, the, the, Some 3D wait, printed wait, things. Everybody... <laughs> What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. What did you think? I knew you were a doomsday prepper I, I and just got to special. That. Yeah. I thought, you, you know, are a lot, of, special. a lot of deep research ahead of this. <laughs> I don't go that deep. Um, okay. There is a lot about you online that I find uh, could be embarrassing and could be used against you. And we'll come <laughs> no, up with that no, later. No. So okay. let's get to know you a little bit better first. We're going to play 20 questions, but instead of saying yes or no, up or down, we're going to play high or mighty. Okay, so this is where we simplify the game of 20 yep. questions. Is that simplify what I'm hearing? It because high it's or mighty? Way that, too complicated. Yeah, so okay. high if you're for something, mighty if you're against something. High, so mighty. high as if you're looking down on things okay. from 
a tower that might be eggshell or beige colored. Okay. High equals good, mighty equals bad. Mighty, is that, is that yeah, because mm-hmm. with, with might comes great responsibility and things of that <laughs> yeah, nature. Yeah, might. Zip on that. Okay. Okay. So high or mighty, resolutions. It's that mighty. time of year. Yeah, mighty. you're not yeah, into I'm, it. I'm not a big fan. I feel like uh, that that's the sort of thing that you should be doing throughout the year. Don't, you should don't be making to, commitments. Well, you know, d- don't wait till one day of the year to say, you know what, this is how I should live my life. This is the year that this, I'm going to do. You're going to get in shape. You're going to drink stance. less. You're going to, you know, all the things that you should. None probably, of those things sound no, good or no, like no. resolutions. I'm going to drink more. Make. I'm going to drink the same amount. I, I want to be a larger mammal. Okay, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's there a good you go. One. Uh, that, that I one I'd feel be like that's good. Okay, voicemail, higher mighty. Voicemail, higher mighty. I'm going to go with mighty on that, too. I'm feeling a little negative this morning. No, that's fine. It's not negative or positive. It's high or mighty. Okay, that's true. Yeah. I'm feeling a little mighty this morning. Oh, uh, see? Yeah. You like that? Yeah, yeah that's good. You can, you can take that to the bank. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, so voicemail people, you don't like to leave I, it? You don't like I to don't, receive them? Uh, neither. I can't work my voicemail at work, first of all. So so that, <laughs> I'm just pushing buttons. I'm shaking so the phone. Have, How does this thing work? So you just, you see who called and you call them right back. That's, yeah, more or less. There's probably like, 5,000 I'm, I'm so messages sorry. I just wanted to call I, you. I don't even do that. I, oh, let's, I, yeah. I'm be honest here. I, I don't call them. Wow. Nor do I take their calls. Okay. Good, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I have to get into the organization that you're in, apparently. <laughs> uh, colonizing Mars. High colonizing Mars. I'm going to go with high. Literally and, high. Yes, literally high. And I say we colonize it with my enemies. Let's, oh, let's get rid of some people. That's yeah, a great I idea. A long list. That is a great idea. No one has suggested yet actually putting (laughs) their enemies on Mars. Right. Seems obvious to me. Yeah. No, because I I guess you're a little bit of a pacifist. You don't want to do anything violent with them. But you're like, let's just move. Let's just get rid of them. Hundreds of thousands of miles away. More more or less. More or less. And uh, see what they can do over there. I got to be honest with you right now. Your name is on the list, but we'll see how this show goes. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) I like it. I like the idea of that too, because uh, two wrongs make a right. So if you put all these people together on mm-hmm. Mars, maybe something good will come out of it. Well, hey, it's Australia, it's the U.S., or at least yeah. Georgia, right? It's yeah. Georgia, so it is the it country. is the chote penal colony. It is. More yeah, or less. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, can we bit, just rename Mars? Yeah. Let's, no, let's we make can that happen. absolutely let's do that for a uh, yeah, naming rights. I think we could sell that to you. Uh, Bitcoin. Speaking of naming rights. Uh, I'm How do you gonna, feel about that? Uh, high or mighty? Gosh, I, I'm a little conflicted on this. I, I'm going to say high just because it's fashionable to say that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you, I like to go with the Do you have any on you? I, I have <laughs> I'm, lots of Bitcoin in my pockets right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. There, just there walking is, around. There's a device, right? That, that you can, yeah. can upload yeah. your Bitcoin to. I'm sure. And I, it I can't sounds wait so to secure. listen to this in the future and yeah. just sound like an idiot. All right. Yeah. Future talk with Hunter mm. and Nick. <laughs> right. Remember what is this? Bitcoin? Bitcoin? Does it jingle? Remember that? All right. So this was a secret mission from SpaceX for the government. Went up last night. Oh, I wanted to see what you thought of the name. Okay. Of this mission, it's called Zuma. So they launched last night. So SpaceX, they launched. The rocket came back, landed. Super cool. I, I'm going with high on this. You like it. I, I love it. And, <laughs> and, and here's, here's why. I, I know I'm going to flub the name here. Is it Zima? Do you, do you know what I'm talking Zima about? Zima was the old... Uh, um, you do know what I'm talking uh, about. What was it? How did they make it? it? The drink. Yeah, yeah the alcoholic a, beverage. A, uh, yeah, it was an malt adult beverage. A malt beverage yes. of questionable quality. 
Uh, I was I wondering like, about that. So yeah, if yeah. you're going to name a space mission something top secret, you might as well at least Harking play on back to Zima. Yes. A, uh, I, a alcoholic beverage that's no longer made. That's where they came up with the idea. Perfect. This, this yeah. thing has been gestating what, for quite a while. One vowel. We'll just change one vowel. What are we going to change it, guys? They're, they're in the room. <laughs> they're all brainstorming. Okay. Zima, Zima, wine cooler. Zumai. That's too much. That's too much. Zumai, Zumai. Mm. Uh, how about Zuma? Zuma. There Zuma. you go. Zuma Done. sold. Let's yep. do this. <laughs> that was Elon Musk in there. Yeah, of course. It was, yeah. of course. Uh, how about award season? So we had the Golden Globes last night, and I've, some things won, and other things lost. I have no uh, idea what was what, but how I'm do you feel a, about award season in general? I'm in a similar boat. I don't really know a lot about it, but I'm going to go with high, and here's why. I have tuxedo pajamas that I wear. Oh, on, for the awards? For the awards, nights? and I sleep through them. Oh, yeah, that's nice. So, so I'm you're paying, playing along, but I'm not. You're paying homage. Sure. And But you're also getting your rest. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you resting last night because obviously that was important. Uh, it was. So you're I ready to, to make go. sure I brought my B this game morning. We discussed this. Yeah. Yeah. Always, uh, always B game. If I get anything more than that, I think, yeah. what am I doing this, wrong? This room could explode and... Oh know. no! It's mostly just, oh, just a, a reflection on me. Okay, I don't want I don't want to be outshone. <laughs> don't or worry. Don't outshined? worry. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah either yeah. you're the you writer. Go, you could go either way. Zombies, high or mighty? Mighty. Uh, too much. Yeah, that it's played out. Yeah, That's from a storytelling standpoint. Just, just in general, I, I did watch The Walking Dead for a little while. Yeah, uh, like most people, for a little while, and then at, at a certain point, it, my my wife had a good point. I think this is what ruined zombies for me. She said, you know, she's like, uh, and she's a pretty analytical person. She says, well, if they're all rotting and they're falling apart and the ligaments are no good, how can they even bite you with enough force to really do anything? And, you know, yeah. darned if she isn't right. I, I, I don't know. Eventually, yeah. So, and I think that's been a plot point in a couple of the movies. Oh, has it? Yeah. So oh, I think in thing. 28 Days Later, oh, the idea yeah. was that the disease, whatever's causing it this to begin with, kind of runs its course, okay. right? Uh, I think with Walking Dead, the way they keep it fresh is anytime somebody dies, they automatically become a zombie. Right. So they have, they have all they have their ligaments time. and they have all their, gotcha. yeah. So you're refreshing the pool. Okay. So, okay. The zombie I, I pool. I guess that makes sense. I'm still going to go with Mighty. but Yeah, no, I'm fine yeah. with that. I just wanted to talk about the zombie logic. <laughs> I appreciate that. I feel like you're high on the, the zombies. Well, no, here's the thing. I've because insulted your honor, your no, zombie honor. No, not at all. Not at all. I have very little honor. Which uh, sounds in, a little like Zuma. Anything. Yeah, Zuma. Zuma, the fresh maker. Um I, I have very little zombie honor. I think what I what I always have a problem <laughs> with in, other honor in Plenty. horror movies, very little in other aspects as well. What I what I have a big problem with in horror movies is that they always have to have the people like either be hyper aware of all of the tropes of sure. horror movies, right, or not know about any of them. Yeah. So either you're in on the joke or you're right. Not. And so I just want people who are just kind of aware. So anytime I can explain zombies to people. You know, I think that's one more person who now knows about zombies. So that when is when there is a zombie outbreak, you kind of know. Sure, you want them to be prepared. Yeah, got you. I want you to be prepared. Thank you. I appreciate that. Taking your, I, phone. I do have a bunker. We've established oh, yeah. this, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I am prepared. I have Tabasco and a bunker. A Tabasco, a bunker, and uh, some basic zombie knowledge. Yeah, you okay. got it. Good now go. you're good to go. Thank you. Uh, taking the, your phone in the bathroom, higher mighty. <laughs> I'm going to go with Mighty on that. Yeah. I, I think that's unique to me, though, because I hear people talking on their phone. I hear oh. all kinds of 
public restroom, phone noises going on. Just well, yeah, they're know. all playing Bejeweled and uh, <laughs> Candy Crush and all that. But probably talking on the phone in oh, the bathroom. Yeah. yeah, that's a thing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's not I a thing just, I do. Well, it's not great. Yeah, I'm not an animal. Okay, but some people are. <laughs> great. I'm glad we established that. Uh, coffee. High or mighty? I'm going to go with high on that. High. Yeah, I, okay. I, I can't operate in the morning without some coffee. So. All right. And you're drinking tea this morning. So I am. How should I feel about that? Well, because there are limits a... to my coffee consumption. I, oh, I woke okay. up early and had coffee before I even came out here. Gotcha. So, so yeah. you've already had your first coffee. I have, yes. That's very nice. Do you have any preferences on your coffee? Do you go straight coffee? Do you have a little cream and sugar? Uh, a little cream coconut and sugar. Milk I feel like. And coconut sugar. Oh, oh, we're going to get very specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so how do you like it? Just stevia, in case I ever need a packet to. of stevia. One packet of stevia. One packet of stevia and organic half and half. Organic half and half. Yeah, okay, which good. I'm sure makes no sense whatsoever, but that's that's the way I do it. I think what I'd like to think about eventually is, you know, using this. So you'll be able to use this as a, uh, if you ever are looking for a job. This becomes Ever. a job application for you. Perfect. So people can get to know you. So I want your future employers okay. to know, for example, or the people who are going to be reporting to you. That's, that sounds more like it. To yes. know exactly my, what my minions need yeah. to know how I like my how coffee. How you like your coffee, sure. how you feel about uh, taking your phone in the bathroom so they don't do that. <laughs> So that's good. That's that's a really good idea for this. As a bad business idea for to a certain degree, I can spin this off into oh, yeah. Yeah, into job applications. Okay. This I'm is, gonna be more positive. You're gonna your get resume. more highs yeah, out we'll of me coming now. Yeah. Uh Black Mirror, the Netflix television show. You know, I I haven't really watched it, so I'm going to have to go mighty. I, I know people say wonderful things about yeah. it, but but I haven't followed it. So. so were you a Twilight Zone fan, or do you like kind of the gotcha uh, type oh. of uh, storytelling? You know, I, I recall watching some Twilight Zone and enjoying it, but nothing that would make me cultish about it. So. Okay. How about uh, little M. Night Sh- uh, Shyamalan? Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. He he, he always has an ending that, that you, you don't yeah. know what's coming. The twisty kind uh-huh. of so, so you don't watch his movies and expect a twisty ending. No, no. <laughs> Spoiler alert, everyone. Yeah, sorry. Oh. Sorry, world. So mighty on that. So there might be uh, there might be something to that you may want to watch an episode and then come back on the show. Yeah, so again, I really it. have heard good things. Yeah. So okay. So it's only mighty because I haven't watched it. Driverless cars. High or mighty? I'm going to go with high. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I, I I'm welcome our overlords of AI and, and the, the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the idea of not having to worry about or think about driving or maintaining a car. Because in my mind, driverless car, I don't even own the thing. I, I just walk oh, up. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I just hop in and they're all around town. And it's part of a, a larger public transport system. Right, so. right. I think, we, I, I think people often kind of gloss over that part of it is that for driverless cars to work, the public transportation system has to be uh, a lot more advanced as well. Because if some it's people, going to be part of public yeah, transport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, sure. Well, I, I think in a lot of cases, if what you're saying is you'd embrace driverless cars, it means you don't want to drive. Sure. You may not want to even own a, uh, a phone, a car anymore. Phone, you would yes. need the phone you in need order the phone to for the call. bathroom. To, well, yes. <laughs> yeah. To call from the bathroom in order to, <laughs> to set get up your driverless car sure. that you need. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so as my iPad Uh-oh, dies, did we break yeah, something along I the way? just broke it. No, are, it's are fine. we keeping a, a tally here of my highs versus mighties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing well so far. <laughs> okay, You're I feel like really I'm well. all mighties. Okay, a couple of highs. So 
early March. China, space station, falling back to Earth. How do you feel about that? Wow, this is this is way too I much pressure. To, yeah, that, I wow, to you have really dramatic. thrown me. Yeah, early so, March Chinese uh, space station. China's Tianyang uh, One space station. So they okay. set this up as sort of a test space station. They right. knew it wasn't going to stay up there forever. Okay, uh, but it kind of got out of control there at the end, and it's going to crash back into Earth uh, in early March. So we've got about six weeks. Six do we weeks, do no, we know where weeks. do we know where it's going to hit? No. We so what is uh, happening is it's not is, predictable until the very end. Uh, There's like a so one I can't in use my Mars strategy for this one question. One in one trillion chance of getting hit by debris from space. Oh, uh, I'll I'll go with high. I mean, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's burn it up. Let's see what happens. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. So as an experiment. Yeah. Good so it's for, uh, for like knowledge. fireworks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Entertainment purposes. Yes, of course. Oh, we could do some gambling on it too. Oh, yeah. Where is it going to hit? Where is it going to hit? One yeah. in a trillion. It's it's basically the lottery, yeah. right? So you could go kind of like Payout. with If you roulette. get hit, your survivors oh, insurance. get yeah, some insurance. Sort of insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, space insurance. <laughs> space, Got it. Space debris insurance. Come space on, don't debris. be ridiculous. Nobody has space insurance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cinematic universes, high or mighty? Cinematic universes? Yep. Wow. It's a big one. Wow. So we have a bunch of Marvel movies coming out. Mm. We had Star Wars, depending on how you feel about the last entry there. There's some controversy around that one. Uh, you have DC, of course. A couple of non-starters and some of the other ones. Transformers technically is a cinematic universe, I guess. But the idea of pulling a bunch of movies together, having a through line or three. I, I'm going to go with high for the concept, but mighty maybe for the execution. I'm not sure that it. And I know people there. I have friends who are going to want to you know, hit me as soon as I walk out of here oh. saying this, but yeah. I mean, those... just in general or just because of some <laughs> yes. of your answers? My, my, all of my friends want to hit me. Um, <laughs> as soon as I walk out of here, I got friends. As soon as they're lined up, yeah, you. they're just going to punch me in the nose. Um, I think typically the films that, that embrace these cinematic universes aren't necessarily films that I watch or that I'm interested in, so uh, probably a little mighty in that regard, but the idea of having a grander universe where you can mm -hmm. bring in a storyline and characters and can go off on, on little side stories and the like, I think that's an interesting idea. So, so, so I'll, I'm going to go with high because, again, I've said way too many mighties, but I don't watch a ton of the the films that I think really embrace that. Gotcha. So Star Wars for you wasn't uh, a Wait, big what one? Wait, Star what? Star Wars. War Wars. Star oh, I've, Wars. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Sure. Yeah. I, 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 although I haven't seen the most recent film, I think that's the only one I haven't seen. So, right. Yeah. Controversial. Yeah, I, to I, say I, the I, least. No spoilers. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, and it's tough. My my wife saw it on its release, so it, through work, and so I haven't had a chance to see it. Yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is, I'm looking for a date to see it. Okay, I might need to see it again. <laughs> oh, all right. So let's Perfect. go right after this, or during a break. It, it, either way. Uh, how about cursive? States are starting to require it again. How do you feel about that? High or mighty? I'm gonna go with mighty. That, okay. You know this flowery script. It's it's not necessary. Just so just as not a, a as a writer, let's put on two hats. Okay. As sure. a human, sure. How do you feel about it? 
As a human? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. As this as is a, a stretch. As this a is a stretch for me. As a human, how do I feel about it? As just normal human I, it, it hunter. It just strikes me as superfluous now. Okay. I, I just, I don't think it's okay. necessary. Now, author hat. Also superfluous. Okay, great. I just wanted <laughs> to make sure those matched up. I, you know, I, I, I write on a keyboard. I type. So if I'm taking notes, it's always going to be print, uh, not in cursive. So, yeah. so yeah, I don't need it. All right. And if I don't need it, nobody needs it. That's, That's a great point. Yeah, sure. I didn't think of that one. <laughs> uh, how about sandwiches? High or mighty? High. I love a what sandwich. What is your favorite sandwich to have made for you? And what is your sandwich favorite sandwich to make for yourself? All right. So the, this, I'm a little sad now because when you say my favorite sandwich, the first thing that comes to mind is a place that used to be up the road here called Brandywines. I don't know if you... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they made amazing sandwiches. They had had a fantastic vegetarian sandwich. They had you know, just everything. It was great. And then it disappeared from my life. Mm-hmm. And that would explain this deep, dark depression <laughs> that's been hanging over me for okay. years now. Wow. Because yeah. this one sandwich place one sandwich, is down. Yeah, I feel like this is Maybe really... You should go look at other sandwiches. Other, another sandwich? Yeah. yeah. There's... Yeah, any recommendations? Crunk tap tea. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Amazing so sandwiches. Is it like a banh mi kind of a deal? Uh, or? No, it's really creative sandwiches, but also brick toast. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about this offline, okay. but basically it's one of the most amazing desserts in Orlando. Oh. Yeah. But okay. the sandwiches, also very good. Okay, perfect. All right, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Thanks for okay. the tip. Yeah, you got it. Uh, so favorite sandwich to make for yourself then when you're at home? You have all the ingredients, any ingredients you can have. What would you like to <laughs> any make Any ingredients. Any ingredients. Wow. Squirrel. This, you doves. know, I feel like this 20 questions thing is really just here to reveal how banal I am. Just, Maybe. Just, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, if I'm making a sandwich at home, it's either going to be PB&J because it's simple and, and I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, or... Every once in a while, we'll load up uh, on ingredients at Publix, so various deli meats and sure. the the like. Um, a little Dagwood action. Yeah, and uh, wow, I'm blanking on coleslaw. Yeah, coleslaw, which I hated as a child, but now just, yeah, loaded on that sandwich. On a sandwich, yeah. yeah on okay. the PB&J. Yeah. Let's be very specific here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh style. Yes, Throw Pittsburgh style. Throw some fries on there. <laughs> PB&J. You know, because you're up in the girders, or what do they call mm. that? Like the ironworks, you're up. Uh, so that sounds right. The, the garters. Yeah, the garters. You're up in the garters, <laughs> and you need that sandwich with everything in it because you're not going to be able to, you're not going to no. have a fork. No. For the What, what kind of animal brings a fork right. to the game? Yeah. Right. Literally, what kind of animal? Because mm-hmm. none of them use sure. any kind of tools as far as I know. Uh, how about the beach? High or mighty? Uh, I'm going to go with high. Okay. Yeah, I, that I like seems the, very. Well, so when I was younger, I wasn't a fan. Okay. I, 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 and I don't, I can't, I'm, I think because I was a little skate punk, I, I skated. And back in those days, there you was. You were a skater or surfer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was beef. So, but as I got older, I realized that's ridiculous. That's well, good. You got over that. Yeah, I did. I did. Now you have all it's, sorts it's of new beefs. It's been at least beefs. six months that I've, yeah. <laughs> I've been a fan of the so beach. So many, so many new beefs. Sure. So. Wait, wait, wait. So are you a fan of the beach or do you just like the concept of the beach? No, I am. I, I like to go to the beach. Um, I, I particularly like to go to Sanibel Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually once a year, my wife and I will uh, head down there and it's a, a fantastic escape. There's a little bit of old Florida down there. Um, it's low key. 
Um, there are no waves, so I don't have to worry about those servers. <laughs> oh, that's why <laughs> that's, you like it. That that definitely does not play a role, but it is nice. You don't want to go there because you get you're gonna have your skateboard right next to you and get into true. a yeah, you know, yeah, fight. Locals only. And yeah, yeah. Going. Okay, I can see that. All right, uh, last question for now. Okay. Cobbler, the dessert, not <laughs> oh, the person who fixes uh, your shoes. Okay, high or say, mighty. I need a cobbler for my shoes. I'm gonna go with high on that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I spent some time in Georgia. Okay. And peach cobbler, it's it's legit. Yeah. It's pretty tasty. It's cobbler fantastic. or pie? Cobbler. Okay. Yeah, peach yeah, cobbler. I mean, you're not insulting anybody if you say, if you have... Is there a difference? No, oh, no, no, I just insulted some people. I feel like you're, because you spent some time in Georgia, you're going <laughs> to say cobbler. Because, I did say cobbler. No, 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 because now if I say cobbler or pie, you're going to say cobbler because... Georgia people. Oh, you might I think. see. When, so you're asking my preference between cobbler and pie? Is this like a yeah. an extended portion of the question? This is. There's always extended portions <laughs> of the questions. So we have a lot of listeners in Georgia. It's a big demographic. Class. Yeah, huge. So huge. I just want to make sure big in for Georgia. them. You have a T-shirt, right? Yeah. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Big in Georgia. I have one for every state, but Thank mostly you. it's the big in Georgia one. Okay. Uh, so I just want to make sure that you're being quite honest. When you say that, because my Georgia, my Georgia <laughs> listeners, are you questioning my honor? Is what, what's happening here? I think that's the whole goal. That here. is yeah. the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have a especially strong opinion between cobbler versus pie. Okay, uh, I'll eat either of them, put them in front of me, and, and I'll go to work. All right, that's fine. I I don't know what to tell you, Georgia listeners. So <laughs> Sorry, I try. Sorry, Georgia friends. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they're playing tonight, actually. So uh, that's are true. You, are you uh, rooting for them? Because um, you went I, to... I guess if I had to pick... You went I, to Mercer, I which did, is a which lot is like in, the University of Georgia. It's it's Yeah, it's like the Harvard of Central Georgia. I, I think that's what they refer to it as. Come on. Um, yeah, I did go to Mercer, which is a school in uh, Macon, Georgia. Um, I guess if I had to pick a team in, in yeah. the game, yeah, I would pick Georgia. Okay, very good. Well, we'll leave it at that for now. And we'll come back with Hunter Choate. We'll talk a little bit more about writing. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the places you've been published so people can see that. Uh, if they want to see your stuff, HunterChote.com. That's Hunter, C-H-O-A-T-E.com. Oh, wow, you got it. Uh, right. Just because I'm staring right mm -hmm. at you. Like, I couldn't look away because I would just start spelling whatever I saw. <laughs> just random letters. letters. Yeah. So let's hear a song called Pass the Couscous. Because I am starting to get a little bit hungry, so I thought a food-related song mm -hmm. would be great. Uh, this is Last of the International Playboys. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Past the couscous on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. I am back with my very special guest, Hunter Choate. Good morning, Hunter. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Thank still, you for having me. Yeah. Still. I, I tried to run. You got the door I, locked. <laughs> totally locked down here. We're in a basement. And we don't, I mean, uh, for, for one thing, it's for your safety because we don't know what's going on out there. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, that's Anything true. could be Zombies, happening. probably. Zombies. War. <laughs> uh, zombie a war. A line of people who want to punch me. Yeah, we've so established many, some, yeah, so sure. many, so many of those people mm. out there. <laughs> some in here. <laughs> so I want to quote you. Here. Oh, no. Uh -oh. Yeah. yeah. So this is from oh, a, a poll interview. quote from. Yeah. Okay, sure. Writing is a lonely endeavor and it's brimming with rejection. My personal re uh, record is five rejections in the span of 24 hours. <laughs> So I was gonna, I was gonna kind of lead into this and joke about how easy writing is. Oh you yeah, sit down and you want to become fantastic. a writer. Yeah, 
And I read that quote and I'm like, okay, that is 100% accurate. Like I, it, it is, I very yes. little of what I write, I've actually gotten to the point like where I'm brave enough to submit it to anybody. Right, right. Uh, so I didn't necessarily have to go through that, but... The I encourage you to, yeah, get, get on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it, it does. It, it makes it callous. It's it's perfect. Well, but the good news is that interview came because one of your stories, Mirrorbox, mm -hmm. uh, was listed as a distinguished story in the Best American Short Stories 2017. Yeah, that's a true story. So yeah. Yeah. that is a true story. That, that did happen. Uh, but the idea that, you know, you do have, you're joking about this callous, but you kept trying and you kept going with it. Yes, if you're writing and you're not getting rejected, assuming you are, in fact, submitting these uh, your sure. work, the, then you're not submitting high enough, right? Right. Like, you should always be stretching toward the, the next, I guess, objective, the higher um, journal, magazine, whatever the, the case may be. Uh, so I, I guess the point is, is you should expect rejection. Okay. And that should make you better, right? Because I think... One of the things that I noticed about my writing is I'm going back, I'm a digital pack rat, so I'm going right. back and trying to clean some stuff out. And I get married to an idea. So I'm looking back at some of these stories or whatever it is that I've written going, okay, why did I stop there? Why didn't I take this? Because this might have been interesting from this perspective, but you get so married to an idea. How does that work, and how does that work with the application and uh, rejection process for you? Well, usually by the time I'm submitting work, I've kind of fleshed out whether I feel like an idea is the right idea, it's mm -hmm. good or bad. Now, that being said, and most I think most writers would say this, that much of most of writing is rewriting. It's going in, it's kind of saying, oh, this works, this doesn't work. Uh, maybe if I changed this here, it would get a little stronger. So by the time I'm sending something out, I'm pretty confident in it. Um, I don't send anything out widely that I don't feel good about. Um, the other thing that I tend to do uh, when I'm submitting stories is I keep a I keep a record of the types of rejections that I get. Um, so most journals have a tiered rejection system. Oh, okay. They'll, they'll send you a form letter that just says thanks but no thanks, or they'll say, uh, something like, thanks, we read this uh, with a lot of interest. We'd love to see more of your work. That's usually a, a good uh, good indicator that there's the writing is quality that just was a taste match that didn't happen. Um, so I consider those no pluses. Then sometimes you'll get a personal note that says, hey, I loved this. I fought for it, but other people on the staff just, you know, it wasn't their thing. Uh, and so if I'm getting 25 Thirty percent of my rejections are in that no plus or, or personal category. Yeah. I feel very confident that the story will find a home. Let me ask you this because I think we talk about inspiration a lot, right? Like, sure. how do you find the inspiration to write? I, I guess my question for you is, why do you keep writing? Oh wow! So take it a step back from there because um, there's there's a really good line in a, it's a cake song. It's mm -hmm. a song called Guitar. Um, it, and basically the, the chorus goes, if I threw my guitar out the window so far down, would I start to regret it or would I smile and watch it slowly fall? Okay. And to me, the song was always about whatever this creative thing is in you that sure. creates anxiety, right? Because oh yeah, for sure. Wonderful. Writing is wonderful at creating anxiety if nothing else. Um, Luckily, I just have anxiety all the time, all the time. anyway. Okay, so, so that, maybe yeah. that explains it. it. Doesn't, doesn't but, uh, but yeah, that idea of why continue, what are you, you know, what are you going towards? What are you moving towards in terms of writing? You know, that's an interesting question. Um, 
I think for me, a lot of what writing is, is an exploration. Um, so inspiration usually doesn't come in the form of a complete story, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, I'm going to go from point A to point B. This, these are the characters. This is, this is what I'm wanting to, to find out. Rather, it's some germ of an idea. Maybe it's an image. Maybe it's a character, a scrap of dialogue. Uh, and I want to find out where it's coming from. Uh, I really, I tend to think of stories and fiction and maybe a lot of the creative process um, in terms of this kind of idea of pl platonic ideal, mm -hmm. right? So, so the idea that it already exists somewhere else in its ideal perfected form. Right. And I'm just getting little glimmers, little shards of this thing, and I'm trying to piece it together as best I can. Uh, so that's interesting. That's fun. It's also agony, right? Because I know that I'll never accomplish that. I'll never get to that ideal. But I'm trying to find out what that is, and hopefully that informs something in me. Um, I don't know what that is, though. So that's that's all I got. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize. You know, it's it's always interesting to talk to creative people about their process and why they do it. So this right. is not a full-time gig for you. You are no, no, yeah. uh, Clark Kent. You have an alter ego that goes to work every day. And I'm do, sure you're yeah. going to go to work after this. I so am. you find time to write. Uh, I think I read that, you know, you try to get up in the morning, but you're not necessarily a morning person. So <laughs> That's true, which finding, makes this show perfect yeah, for me. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's great for me as well. Uh, but finding two to four hours of un- and it's not only finding the time, the uh, uninterrupted mind time. space. Right. Yeah. Like too. you can't just turn on inspiration. You can't just turn on creativity. So, but having to do it, like having the need inside you to try to get a little bit closer to that platonic ideal or to try to get these things out. Sure. Uh, is pretty interesting to me. So I'm always, I'm always keen to hear how people are doing it or what their process is. Yeah, and, and I would imagine it must be different for, for everybody. Have yeah. you asked this question of many other yeah, folks? Yeah, quite I mean, a few people. Do you, so do you find uniting themes? Um, no, and so the question changes too because I talk about like, um, and we'll talk about it in the next hour. Uh, for you, it seems like travel, uh, museums, art, visual oh, sure. art especially, seems like a very I... inspiring part of what you do and who you are. Yeah, if you if you read the mirror box interview, you probably saw saw me mention some about having strong visuals in my writing as yeah. well. And I, I definitely, I don't think that that makes the story, but I do think that planting visual images uh, along the way in the story helps people to remember. Help gives the, an gives the scene a chance to to linger. So well, let me so, yeah. let me jump to that real quick then, because my question was going to be. Uh, in the travel that you do, so you'd gone to Italy recently. You went mm -hmm. to Japan recently. I, did, yeah. uh, I think I saw something about a San Francisco trip. Yeah, in there. Yeah, so you travel a lot, but when you travel, you also uh, look for things. So you're going to museums, you're going to cultural areas, you're going to events. This is true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I've stalked you online basically. <laughs> but uh, I remember going uh, to Barcelona. It was my second time to Europe, okay. and I felt the first time I'd gone to Europe, I was very young and I felt very intimidated by the mm -hmm. history of it uh, to the point oh, where interesting. it wasn't inspiring. It was frustrating to me. It was like, I can't like it. Like it was too much. It was it too was, much. Yeah. Okay. Well, part of it was my family history. So I was going to Greece okay. and I was seeing where my family oh, sure. came from and, you know, not only seeing that, but you have, you're being told as a, as I was 
that Greeks are the best and we created everything, of democracy, yes. math, and this, that, and the other thing. And then yeah, you, you go there and everybody there, you. Sure. you know, at the time in my mind, everybody was also sitting on their laurels. Right. Sort of just not inspired to do anything. And you're surrounded by all this history. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I it, could it see wasn't much for me. Uh, an interesting juxtaposition having those two things. Second time was part of the MBA program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with some people in the uh, class and we stopped in Barcelona first before the, uh, the school part in Prague. And it started out the same way. And then I did the Sagrada Familia, which is this mm-hmm. yeah, the church, incredible yeah. cathedral they've been working on for a hundred and something years. And it's still got 50 years to go. And then <laughs> the same day, the Pablo Picasso Museum that's there, which is all of his super early stuff and all of his super late stuff. So all the really expensive stuff okay. that's in museums around the world, nothing else. And I almost like I was as close to weeping from beauty as I've ever been. That's a good and place to be. I realized that it's not like I can use this as inspiration. Sure. So I guess my question for you is you obviously travel a lot. And these images, I would imagine, help inspire or help put some context around what you write. How does that work for you? How do you turn that travel or that those experiences into inspiration for what you're writing? And do you think that's an integral part of your writing process? You know, that's a great question. I'm, I'm trying to think of how to best formulate an answer because my initial thought is to say that it is not a strong influence oh, okay. in the writing. Yeah. Um, now, that being said, I'm not sure that any big meaningful experience that, that you may have can totally escape being an influence as well. Um, but it, it's never it's never something that I'm thinking about, hey, I I want I'm on this trip, I'm having this experience, I want to put it into a story. Yeah. Um rather, so not in a literal sense, no, but in, in more a of a uh, a figurative or maybe translating in other ways. I, I think so. And, and you know, I, I think so much of the creative process too is about things being I I guess being translated through you in a way that that in some ways feels like a dream logic, mm-hmm. right? So again, it's not always that literal. So it's taking something you saw years ago and maybe that's now having an influence on you. And maybe it's something totally different yep. by the time it's on the page. So Nice. Uh, Mercer? Mercer, Mercer yes, University. The, the, the Harvard of Central Georgia. And then established. Uh, so you did your undergrad there and then University of Kansas? Um, yeah, so I, I actually, the MBA program, the degree granting institution, uh, was the University of Kansas, but I attended a program called Chimba in Oslo, Italy, uh, about an hour outside of Venice. So pretty much my entire time was spent abroad. Yeah, wow. I did one semester in Kansas. So it was an international, uh, MBA, international it business MBA. It was, yeah. And that was my first real experience abroad. So I have two questions about that. Obviously, one would be, uh, you use that in your day-to-day Clark Kent alter ego life, I sure, would imagine. Yeah, that that does come into play. When did you start writing then, and how does that influence sort of your writing process? Or is it just two separate things, right? Like, I, I go to work, I do my job. And then I need this creative outlet, so I do this. Yeah, I think more the latter. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely view them as two separate things. Um, I, I think that in my day job, which 
again, we won't go too far down that path, but uh, in marketing and, and working in that world, I'm, I'm much more cognizant of an audience and speaking to them in a very specific way, um, looking for for messages that resonate with that that audience. Um, whereas in my writing, the audience is really me. Mm-hmm. Um, so in some ways, it's much more liberating. Um, I'm not thinking in terms of any kind of commercial success either when, when I'm writing. Again, it's really just about this exploration and trying to get something on the page that resonates with me directly, um, which sounds very pretentious, but that's the truth. You should, I mean, if you try to write something to satisfy an audience, that's a different kind of writing to oh, me. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think so, the, the goal is is very different if you're doing yeah. that. Uh, you came out of high school, you went right into college? No, I was in the Air Force. Were you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Four years in the Air Force, okay. um, stationed in middle Georgia. I was enlisted, uh, so that's how the whole Mercer thing came about. It was was right there in town, well, so I was going to school while in the military. Um, did my undergrad in business as well, but uh, Mercer had a pretty strong liberal arts program. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a great books program. So that's actually where I started to be exposed to writing that I particularly uh, enjoyed and that I liked. I started to meet people who were writers, um, who had interest in literature and philosophy and film and all of these things that were entirely foreign to me growing up. Uh, I didn't grow up in a household where we had tons of books and, you know, fantastic music around the house. That just really wasn't a thing. So uh, it was a great time. Um, so now you're shoehorning all that in. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, a lot of catching up to you. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> what about uh, coming out of high school? Uh, did you know that you wanted to go into the military? Did you have any plans, or the military was sort of um, the backup? Know, yeah, you know, I feel like it, at least in my experience, most of the people who were enlisted at the time were trying to escape something. Um, whether it was a farm, it was the the city life, it was a difficult home life. Some folks were trying to, to get a, a, a new start, uh, pay for school. Um, and I would say that's pretty much how I approached it. There was never a point in time, um, when I was younger anyway, where I said, hey, I want to be in the military, um, until I started thinking about where do I go from here. I didn't, uh, I didn't really pay attention much in high school, moved around a lot. Um, my grades weren't horrible, but they weren't stellar either. Um, and I saw it as an opportunity to kind of start over. What about college, Mercer, to your MBA program? Did you take any time off in between or did you say, you know what, I'm going to need there, this? There was a little bit of time off in between and it was atrocious. It was horrible. Yeah. I, I worked, I had worked after the military. I was still at Mercer. I took a job in insurance sales and I'm not a salesperson. And it was, getting yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it was, it was miserable. Um, so I did that for a while, uh, continued on. And then I, I think when I took the GMAT, I got some recruiting materials and I saw this program in Italy and I thought that, that sounds like where it's at. I'm going to go to Italy for a year and we'll see what happens after that. Nice. Yeah. All right. So very, uh, not, not necessarily a traditional path. No. And, and, you know, a lot of what drove that was pragmatism. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely was thinking I need I there's some some inner part of me that needs some stability. Um, so that's why I was approaching things in that way. Um, 
any advice you would give somebody coming out of high school or is there anything looking back you would have done a little bit differently? Uh, well, you know, I, I think the advice that I would give is probably a bit cliched in that, you know, if there's something that you, you know that you truly enjoy, try to find a way to do that or to bump up close to it. Um, and if you're good enough, things will work out. You know, you don't don't necessarily have to, to consider the most pragmatic of choices at all mm -hmm. times. So, and, and, you know, honestly, I didn't even realize, I think that, that there were other options in, in some ways that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, the idea that I could have gone, gone to school to, to write. I mean, I knew intellectually that you could do that, but it, it didn't really seem real to me. Yeah. Because of the, uh, I think job prospects. Yeah. So, right. Say, so I, really I understood you could go do that, but then I'd have student loan debt and how would I pay it up? So again, it went, went back to this pragmatic uh, approach, at least from the, the educational standpoint. So then I ask, uh, I'll ask it again. Was there anything you would do differently looking back at it and knowing what you know now? Um, yeah, probably. I probably wouldn't have gone in the military. Um, I probably, I don't know if I would have gone to study writing. I might have done something with philosophy, something mm -hmm. a little bit different. Um, and yeah, I would have pursued my interests more. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. And now you are. Yeah, like but it's tough. But it's tough. You know, I I had it in my head at a certain point that I could go to business school. I could get a job that would be rewarding in the ways that I think society, you know, typically thinks of a rewarding job yeah. and that it would pay my bills Stable and stability and, and blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Savings for retirement. Um, corroding your soul along the way, I guess I wasn't necessarily no, thinking. No, no, yes. um, but yeah, I, I totally lost my train of thought there. Um so you went to school yeah, thinking that I, you would have that. I was thinking that. that I would be able to write on the side yeah. and that there would be ample time and energy to do that. And, and it's incredibly difficult. Incredibly. Well, and again, I think that comes from the writing process itself being exhausting and always thinking about, you know, what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong, the subjective nature of it. Yeah. And, and again, I, you know, I think that different people, different writers approach it differently. Mm -hmm. I think for some people it's a joy. And I envy that. For me, it's it's agony along the way. Again, back to this idea that I, I feel like I've glimpsed an ideal. Right. And I'm not I'm not going. Right. I will never. By definition, I will always fail. I will never have the story reach the ideal. Um, so that that's a little painful along the way. Well, let's leave it with that. Okay. Uh, the first <laughs> Joy. hour. Yeah, we'll just leave the first hour right there. Uh, so it's been an hour already. Nice wow. Yeah. yeah. It flies right. by. It does. It flies it by. Does. I'm a joy to talk to. Y you are. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking I it's, it's been five I minutes, six lot. minutes. So let's uh, end with, I think this is appropriate, Chet Baker with, oh, e uh, he's right. doing a cover of Evil Ways. Okay. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Joshua Radin on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. That was featuring Patty Griffin. You've got Growing Up to Do, which is a perfect song for the uh, section we have coming up. The segment we have coming up. The Department of Bad Business Ideas we have <laughs> coming up. Hunter Choate, are you prepared for bad business ideas? 
Um, no, I'm not. Okay, uh, I'm great. in no way prepared, and my goal here is extended silence. I Excellent. hope you're ready for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> whenever you're silent for more than a couple of seconds, I'll just play the theme song over again. So Perfect. starting now. Bad business ideas. It's time to be just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, let's Yes, bad business ideas. Pyramid schemes? More like pivoted dreams. <laughs> so, Hunter, I, I thought you might be nervous uh, for bad business ideas. So before we uh, get terrified, there, terrified. before we get to your choice of bad business ideas, okay. let's talk about 2018 for a moment from the publishing perspective, from oh, the publishing okay. world uh, perspective, okay. the industry of which uh, I'm a huge part. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Well, a I titan, this would, a titan of the this publishing. This would bring yeah, you sure. in. So let's talk about uh, some of the trends that are coming up and how we might bad businessify them. Okay. Businessify? Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's could totally, you verb that for me? You're a writer. I, I think you've got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, book covers. What's going to be in style this year, you ask? Mm. Collages. What is? Yeah. Oh, oh collages. You, you were going to ask. I was. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't you, sure. you beat me to the punch. Collages. Going to be very big. Okay. Pink. Color of choice, hand oh, drawn. I, I was thinking the musician, but okay, sure. The yes, musician. <laughs> as on long all as the pink covers is on the cover of your book. Yep, and it's hand it's drawn. Gonna sell like hotcakes. What I would like to see, though, uh, and maybe we could do this on Burr Press. Is this Press. real, by the way? Collage and, yeah, and pink. I saw this somewhere. No, no, no. Yeah, this was. This I mean, legit. so there are a it's lot as of real opinions. As it can be. Yeah. There are a lot of opinions on the internet. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> no, so whether not. this is actually the trend. What I was thinking, though, is how do we take this and make it something that we could use? Okay. So we know some people over at Borough Press. We do, yeah. So some, let's some look at some artificial intelligence. Okay. Some that AI. can. Okay, so you have somebody come to BoroughPress.com and mm -hmm. start looking at books. Uh, we could look at them based on their past history and maybe even look up their purchasing history because all uh, of that's available. Okay. Nothing's secret anymore. All right. So this right? is all digital. They're coming to the site. They're, They're coming to the site. Right. We yeah. already know them. Why don't we process their likes and dislikes and actually create book covers on the fly? Oh, so for example, hey. for example, let's just say it's a realtor visiting uh -huh. your site. Okay. Then let's put their picture on the book cover. Even I, if it's not about them, they're okay. going to buy it. I, I have a feeling that most of these book covers are going to end up with pornography and alcohol on the cover, but okay. Okay. If that's what <laughs> if sells. If that's what sells. If that, look, my understanding is the publishing industry <laughs> may be struggling a little bit, yeah, so maybe. maybe we could look at this. Okay. Uh, another trend for 2018, shorter runs is a continuing trend that's going to okay. get bigger, ironically, because it's uh -huh. smaller, yeah, smaller runs. runs uh, because inventory, have nobody wants inventory. Nobody wants unsold books. So print only a few at a time. Now, let's take this to its logical conclusion. Okay. From a bad business perspective. Do you know where I'm going with this? No, I have no idea. Do you want to no, try I, to guess? I, no. no okay. I want to know. Are you sure? I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, uh, well, now I forgot. Printing <laughs> presses. Printing presses in your home. So you could actually print a so, book. So like a printer. When you want it. No, no, no. <laughs> but an actual, like a, not necessarily Gutenberg, because that uh, would take some time. Yeah. <laughs> But you would bind it, print it, the whole nine uh, yards. Okay. Like a FedEx Kinko's in your house. Uh, all right. Yeah. So you don't need any space for this. So that's You don't the, need any space for this. Okay. From good. a publisher's perspective, all they need to do is send you the file. Digital file, yeah. Yeah. Once you buy it. Okay. You print it once. Okay. And then you're done. All right. So print at home books. Yeah. Gotcha. 
Okay, so the next trend will actually dovetail into one of your bad business ideas. So those were a couple of trends that are out there. Hopefully got you thinking about uh, okay, publishing the, world. the trends being the, the covers and the shorter print runs. Yes. Those are the two. Okay. Hunter, may I call you Hunter? You, you may. Great. Hunter, most Do- of your Hunter. work, Dr. Hunter, yes. Esquire, Yes. most of the work you do involves a computer, a tablet, or screen of some kind. True or false? True. Yeah. So let's assume that's true of several other people in the world. So we at, have at an least, audience. At least three we to have five. An audience. When it comes to reading books, what's the first thing you reach for, say, at the end of the day, after you've been looking at all these screens all day? A book? Yeah, an actual yeah, book, a, a right? Like you, you're not necessarily book, looking at a tablet. You don't necessarily not pick usually, up yeah. a, a digital reader. And actually, it's digital fatigue is one of the trends that they've been talking about from okay. the publishing I world. I could see that. Yeah. Is people want to look at a book after yeah, a day of looking at They want to smell it. They want to yeah. dog ear it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And, you know, basically they're just tired of looking at the electronics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are turning to smaller books which is kind of a problem if you have a bigger book. Okay. But the other thing that they're turning to is, and let's say it at the same so, time. So smaller books in terms of the, the size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and that, I thought we could go that way and just create smaller books, but that seems very complicated. You're printing them again. I think there's a thing, like tiny books. Yeah, I think yeah that, that we exists. could yeah. possibly do that. But let's, let's leave that aside okay. for the bad business idea. There's another thing that they're turning to. Mm-hmm. What do you think that is? If they no don't want to, they don't want to read uh, they're, they're, on a tablet. Okay. Oh, okay, on a tablet. So they do want to read. Just they not may want to read, but what else are they turning to? And it's audiobooks. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, so a lot of people are turning that to. That does audiobooks. involve a device, though. Uh, pardon me. So there is a device involved in this. Yes, but, but they're not actually sure, looking at it necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, there, you can relax. You can have somebody read to you. That's true. But let's take it one step further. How do we make this a, a great service that we can provide and profit from? Tiny audiobooks. Tiny Duh. audiobooks. That's that's one way. Yeah. Uh, audiobooks can be very touch and go, though. So, yeah. what if you don't like the person reading it? What if oh, they're not doing? Oh, you want to like swap out readers voices? or something? Well, let's go even further. Okay. We've got a new service called Open Book. Open book, sure. We will provide a dedicated reader based on your preferences. We'll provide somebody to come to your house to read to you. Ah. What is better than having a book read to you? Do you remember being a child? Uh, again, we've established no books in the house when I was a No kid, books in the house. No. Did anybody read you books no, when you were they, a child? They, they locked me in a cage. Okay, in the backyard. but when you see this in <laughs> pop <laughs> I'm not culture. not playing along, am I? Yes. When you see this in pop reading, culture. Being read to is fantastic. And it's, kids it's are the thing. happiest. Yes. We've established this time and time again. There, there's nothing happier than being a kid. Mm-hmm. We saw it in It. I've only seen selected passages of that. Mm-hmm. We saw it in Harry Potter. Sure. Uh, and so that's great. Yeah. So yeah, we absolutely. would provide the reader. If you don't like him or her, okay. we get a new one. Oh, okay. You don't like the Is book. there going to be any kind of vetting process for these readers? Because that's That's an interesting. So it's a good thing you asked that because uh, what if you want, and uh, what I thought of was less of safety issues. Okay. More of what if you want a book to end differently? Oh. What if you want the reader to have his or her own fanfic? <laughs> no. So... <laughs> Are you Team Jacob, maybe, and you want the Twilight series to end a little a bit little differently? differently. Yeah. yeah. All right. The you, readers, you, can, you can mess with that book. The readers sure, no at Open Book are also highly trained at improv. They've written fanfic. 
Uh, okay. Just every series and, and genre out there. Right. I, I'm hearing costs is what I'm hearing, but okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, look. We're, we're going to take care of that. Okay. If you choose this idea, that's all on you to figure uh, out. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, you have an MBA, so I, I yeah, have no doubt you'll be able to figure this that's, out. That's true. So open book. Okay. Let, it, let a stranger in your home to read to you about <laughs> other strangers. Okay. What could be more relaxing than that, that? That sounds fantastic, yeah. Okay, so that's just idea number Open one. Open book, all right. Open book. Got it. Uh, so the second idea is a retread. Uh, it still has to do with publishing a little bit, but you know what it really has to do with? No, what does it have to do with? Growth. growth. I'm glad you asked, growth. Hunter. Okay. It has to do with growth. See, this idea I came up with in 2017, early 2017. Oh, okay. I was much younger. Yes, I this, was, is, this is a, an I was idea that's been gestating for quite a while. Uh, it was called Wooden Nickels. And the idea okay. was that there's nothing better than being able to say, oh, I built this piece of furniture. Oh, sure. Oh, I built yeah. this decorative thing. Yeah, there's some pride of ownership. In yeah. That. yeah. But who has the time to do that? So what Wooden Not Nickels, I. right, yeah. what Wooden Nickels would do, and this might be still viable, so let's okay. talk about this. All right. Uh, what Wooden Nichols was going to do was provide you not only with the finished piece, but also you could have all the tools and equipment at your house in order to be able to prove that you made it. Just in case somebody calls you out uh, on okay. it, yeah. you'd be able to say, oh, well, look, there's sawdust on the floor. <laughs> this is some sure. sort of saw. Those are nails, I believe. This this sounds in incredibly viable. Yeah. You okay. you could say that. You could. Yeah. Well, again, yes. Yeah. But what is it? it? It's not really. I think you're being sarcastic because yeah. you have all this overhead. Yeah, sure. That's you're set. You know, and there's the danger factor. You're putting could, a song in somebody's do, house. Could we? Could this be a hologram? Maybe you just it project it. You know what? You're going where uh, I'm going. So right. first of all, let's let's face it. It's all based on a lie, right? <laughs> it is. Which is yeah. not good. But worse, it's based on having a lot of overhead. That's, yeah. And lies so, and overhead. That's the, the key to success. Uh, yeah. Maybe just the lies. The lies. Yeah. So going mm -hmm. back to that. Okay. What could we do that would be even better? Because really, honestly, who's going to call you out? Who's going to go to your home and say, let me see the I equipment. want some stardust. Yeah. yeah, let me see this. So what we do is we just provide photos for your Instagram feed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's always that's do. much better. And that way, it also doesn't have to be limited to wood-related things. Oh, yeah. No. It could be food. Sky's the it limit. It could be travel. Mm -hmm. You could basically say that you've been to these places. <laughs> hey, I found this photo I've, I've got from news for you. 1997. We're talking about my travels. That's that's how this worked. Yeah. Oh, wait. You haven't really been to no, those places? Never. Oh, well, that's great. So, see, you're an expert I'm in this already. So, Woody Nichols. You get to live the life you always wanted on social media, which is a lie. Your life will be a lie like everyone else's. It's kind of a long tagline, so I'm hoping you can work on that a little bit. So those are your choices. So, Hunter, do you have any questions on Wooden Nichols uh, version 2 or 2.0? And then Open Book. Okay, so open book, you, you have a creeper who comes and reads to you. Yeah. Wooden, okay. wooden nickels. When you say it that way. <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying to sell it. Uh, wooden nickels. Oh, sure. Okay, so you're adding an element of danger yeah, to open book. Yeah, you don't. They, they're not really a creeper. Um, and then wooden nickels was fake Instagram account, essentially. Is that uh, fake? If I, ooh, photos. Fake so photos that do, you can post yeah, and now, share. Not and, only the photos, but some will provide you a description. Mm -hmm. So the actual posts, some hashtags, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and you can include whatever you want there. And it would be custom to you. Ah, 
you know, I think the market for for wooden nickels version 2.0 is going to be much larger. Uh huh. Um, here's kind of where I think you could go with that. You oh, could no, where you could where go I with could that. go. Yeah. So I'm taking it straight to the presidency. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I figure, you know, let's create this persona. Let's let's blast it out there. It'll yeah. be based on lies. Uh huh. Um, maybe some subterfuge along the way. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, lots of followers. I think, I think that, yeah, this is going you out on social be, media. You may be a little late to the party here. No, wait, what? Yeah. This, this exists? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Darn it. You're right. Yeah, we, that's Ooh, already been uh, done. Okay. Mm, so I right. think it's open book. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll okay. go with open book. Okay. So, so am I supposed to discuss the, the viability of this, how I'm going to make it work? Uh, if you want, I mean, we no, could do it no, offline. I, this is I, yours I now. Think, I think this is where I go silent. <laughs> okay, so one thing I want to add, I just thought of. Okay, sure. Like, let's think of, uh, let's say, so you're a subscriber to Open Book, however it works, probably subscription-based, okay. and you get X number of hours per month of a person coming to your home and reading okay. to you. Mm -hmm. uh, because, again, tablets, don't want to look at another screen, may not have the energy to even lift a book at the end of the day. Okay. So why not have somebody come over and soothe you to sleep with their uh, voice? Yeah, that with, with their voice. super I, creepy when I, I say it that yeah, way. Yeah, sure. What if we could also, so obviously the person mm -hmm. would choose what book they want to have read to them. Oh, that's right, yeah. But what if we slip in, like, let's say some sponsored messages? Oh, totally. Like Product Hunter, placement in the in the books. And not only the books, but Hunter, you could also pay for your story to be read. Oh, hey. To people as well. So more people will know so, about Hunter Choate, so author extraordinaire. We, we are going to make money off of starving authors. Yeah, that's, that yeah. sounds perfect. Huh. That is Okay, that might be another flaw <laughs> in the idea. Okay. Well, uh, so. I think I think that there might be. I think that the real sweet spot here is yeah. being the middleman, right? Like you, you could charge a fee for your voiceover actors yep. to to be kind of in this program where they go and they read. So they're paying you, and then the people who are being read to are paying you. So maybe that's the sweet. Okay, spot. that's it. That's it. No I, additional sponsorship. No, no additional. Yeah. No. No. We're. And it could be like Uber, where you're just ordering it up. I need uh, some Harry Potter tonight at eight. Read, read to me in a yeah. seductive, sultry voice. Yeah, that's. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, you could totally. Listen to a couple of voices. You're gonna have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna. Yeah, that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a must. That's how you sell this thing. Look, without that, you have no product. Nope, okay. Nothing. Well, yeah, I've got it. Uh, okay. Well, thank you, Hunter, for yeah, uh, thank for you. that. I'll expect a business plan here later <laughs> sure, than I'm on uh, it. 10 a.m. today. Let's listen to. Uh, let's see. How about some buddy guy? She suits me to a T. So this could be the theme song for the open book because oh, yeah, sure. you're getting the reader that mm -hmm. suits you with the sultry voice to a T with the sultry voice. I'm going to practice my sultry voice when we're off air because I want to be part of this. How much am I going to have to pay to be part of this? Uh, probably thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, this is buddy guy on to a certain degree or on WPRK. You're listening to a certain degree. And that was Grimes on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, with their song Genesis from their album Visions. Buddy Guy before that with She Suits Me to a T. Good morning. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick, and we have about a half hour left with my very special guest this week, Hunter Choate. Hunter. 
Yes. How are you? I'm doing very well, thanks. We're Good. in the home stretch. I've Still survived. Awake. Yeah, I'm sweating profusely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My heart is racing. I meant to tell you that the flop sweats were going to be a big, <laughs> big part of this show. I think it affects me. And I think what happens is it just affects everybody I'm around. Yeah, you, you glisten, though. It suits you. It's something. <laughs> it's something. It's this olive complexion. Hunter, uh, what is uh, some stuff you have coming up? Uh, I think you have a story that's about to be published. Yeah, yeah. I have a story that's forthcoming in the Notre Dame Review. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that I could give you more specifics on that as far as the exact timing. Um, right. But I don't quite know yet. Um I do have a website that is my name. I think you mentioned it earlier, hunterchote.com. Yep. And I'll generally link to those sorts of things as well. So if anybody's interested. So I'm interested because so the things you're submitting in Mm -hmm. many cases are, do they become the property of the literary journal? Like you can't necessarily reprint them, right? No, no, you can definitely reprint them. Oh, okay. so, so all rights revert to the, the author after that first printing. Uh, oh, usually gotcha. there will be a contract that will say something along the lines of if in the future they create an anthology, um, yeah. that they can include that work. But otherwise, it, it goes back to you. The only exception to that that I'm aware of that, that it's pretty standard is I think Zotrope. Um, they, I believe, buy film rights. Um, or they, they get film rights for, for, oh, for idea, your short story, for the story ideas that yeah. they publish. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Which, yeah. Well, Why not? Is, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on this. Who do you, are you familiar with the, with the magazine? It's, I'm not, uh, it's Coppola and maybe it's, uh, I, I know I'm getting this wrong, but I think maybe it's Francis Ford Coppola's magazine or something like that. So that's why, oh, if, that's if not him, some comparable director. So let me ask you, so we were talking about rejection a little bit earlier on. And I mumbled my way through that. Yeah, I recall. No, that was great. That was perfect (laughs) because you're submitting to a lot of literary uh, journals, a lot of magazines and things of that nature. How did you learn about the difference? So just even talking about that, the different rules and applications and rights and all of those things. Uh, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, a lot of it, you know, like most things, you can research online. Mm-hmm. So um, I think when I first started submitting stories, Duotrope, which is a service that's still around, it was free online. Now I think it's like five bucks a month or something. Um, and they typically will have information on uh, markets, what sort of uh, work they're looking for, submission periods, uh, rejection rates, acceptance rates as well, if you're a little more positive, if you look at it that way. Um, usually it's rejection rates, though, uh, if we're honest uh, about the likelihood of getting something published in most of these journals. Um, so, yeah, it was just a lot of research, a lot of trial and error, um, going to the, the various sites, reading the magazines themselves. Um, you can usually... Want, you you can usually get a copy of a literary journal for you know ten bucks, maybe fifteen if they're they're really fancy pants. So you're also looking for literary journals where you feel like your writing would actually fit, right? You're not just blasting it out. Um, there's a little of both. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know the the a lot of submit submitting is taste matching, right? Mm-hmm. Like once once the writing is at a certain level, you're just trying to find a home where the myriad people really like it along the way and they give it the the thumbs up and and the green light um but it's impossible to read everything Mm -hmm. and when you're submitting to journals where the likelihood of of an acceptance is maybe less than half a percent a quarter of a percent if you're only sending that to the 20 places that you can read on a regular basis 
like, you know, good luck. <laughs> good luck yeah, with that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so in some ways you have to submit widely. Um, going back to the, this Duotrope uh, website, they typically will say, uh, they'll have a section on the site that'll say, you know, users who submitted work here also submitted work to these other journals. Um, oh, okay. So people that's who were accepted yeah. here. Yeah. So it helps you to branch out. You can kind of web yeah. out and, and see other journals and, and again, kind of do some research along the way. So going back to rejection, just thinking about ways or things that may have helped you prepare for that, I think heavy drinking. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big uh, part. Uh, looking at the rejection letters as a contest. So maybe the more you get, the more <laughs> you can uh, eat. Yeah. Uh, you, you can shame eat or something along those lines. Rejection doesn't really hurt that much anymore. It, it, it really doesn't. I, I expect a lot of it. So, so what else uh, may have prepared you for the writing process and actually submitting things that you feel like was uh, was part of the, uh, the way you got better at it? Sure. Yeah. Back to this idea of a lot of it being taste matching. Mm -hmm. I edited uh, Borough Press's online journal, uh, Borough Press Review at the time, uh, no longer Borough Press Review. I believe it's Fantastic Florida's now. Uh, but I did that for two years. Um, and so I was going through the submissions queue. I was reading the stories that, that, that people were submitting, um, pretty much all of them, too. Uh, I did have some help, but in the, at the end, uh, I would would maybe trust the readers to, to do a bit of it. But I, for the most part, read everything for the first year, at mm -hmm. least. Um, and I found that I rejected all kinds of things that were fantastic. Um, and it could be because either I didn't have room, it didn't, uh, it didn't fit with my aesthetic, right? So I could recognize it as a quality piece of writing, something that deserved to be published, but it didn't just, it didn't fit with what I was trying to do um, when I was editing the journal. Um, and usually those things went on to, to find homes. So it helped me to understand that readers, uh, as well as the, the um, folks editing these journals, they're looking for something specific. And there, there could be many, many reasons why they're rejecting your story. And oftentimes it has nothing to do with the quality of the writing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So... So having done that, so that was uh, just a few years ago, mm -hmm. and yeah. having been in Orlando for around 15 years, yeah, that sounds 16 right. years full time, um, what has changed in the literary scene? So you and I have crossed paths at a we lot have, of different yeah. events uh, going on here in town, and it seems like we have more of those types of events. We do. Um, you know, back to, I think I mentioned Borough Press a, a moment ago since I, that was the journal that, that I was editing. What I didn't mention is that I was fired oh, by, okay. by Ryan Rivas. So, yeah, yeah uh, he's my nemesis. Yeah. And he's responsible for a lot of these things around town that I, I really, I don't have anything so positive to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. here to, to spread ill will. So you want him to go to Mars. <laughs> Mars, yeah. He's yeah. first, first okay. on the list. Uh, obviously, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, you know, a lot has changed. And, and not kidding, uh, Ryan Rivas and Jared Sylvia and, and the folks who, who are involved with Borough Press, I think, are a big part of that. Um, there are other presses uh, around town as well. Uh, Beating Windward comes to mind. Um, we also have a, a lot in, in terms of the literary community at the university level. Mm -hmm. um, so UCF has their uh, MFA program. Uh, we also have Winter with the Writers here at Rollins, which is That's, pretty fantastic yep, as well. It's coming up. Um, yeah, so I think what I've seen maybe in the last six or seven years, roughly, it, 
is a greater community. Um, and I think uh, a desire to, to cultivate that community, right? So, so it, it's, it's definitely thoughtful. Uh, and again, I'm thinking of Brian, I'm thinking of Jared and, and how they're looking to, to make not just Central Florida, but Florida uh, be a bigger, a bigger stop along the way um, for a lot of writers who, who, come, who, come, who may come through town or who go on a um, reading series and, and those sorts of things. And well, it's good because it, writing is lonely, right? It's, right. So it, it's easy to feel like you're the only person who is doing something and who cares about it. Um, and to be able to go to one of these events and to see other writers and you to interact with them. Yeah. yeah, you find your tribe. Um, and, and especially for someone like me who works a very corporate job, a very, very different, you know, we joke about alter ego. They're very different things, very different personalities that I interact with. Um, so it's incredibly rewarding to, to be able to go and, and see these people uh, who are, are doing, have similar interests and are creative and talented and uh, it's fantastic. It's, it's really been a big deal over the last, like I said, maybe six, seven years. Yeah. I like the way you put it as a bigger stop um, because I think that it's not only a stop for people coming through in terms of uh, authors who might be doing tours and sure. stuff like that. It's also a bigger stop for people who might want to uh, chase that as a career. Mm -hmm. They can do that here. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think the Internet's part of that because you can publish from anywhere. You can do that yeah, anywhere. That definitely the place is not as big of a deal, perhaps, as right. it might have once been. But it's still a big deal. You still yeah. need the support structure. But if you have that and if you have that cultivation um, and a very, uh, you know, well thought out. I mean, Ryan Rivas does everything with a, uh, just a strategy in sure. mind. Like yep. he does nothing from the seat of his pants, from what I understand. Uh, other I than mean, firing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, just, I, I don't know if I'll ever go over that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, the idea of cultivating and it becoming a place where you could have a writing career and you could be here in Orlando is pretty amazing. And I don't know that everybody like 10, 15 years ago would have thought that. No, I don't think so. I wouldn't have. Yeah. I, I know for sure. I, I had no, and in fact, I can recall around the time I actually met Ryan not long after I had started writing seriously. Um, and I can remember trying to figure out like, who are the writers around town? Who, who is it? The only one I could find, uh, was a gentleman who was here at, at Rollins, uh, Phil Deaver. Um, but that was it. Like mm -hmm. I had, I was like, okay, there's this amazing guy at Rollins and that's, that's it for central Florida. Yeah. As far as I knew, I, yeah, I, yeah. obviously that was an incorrect assumption, but, uh, having a community makes it much easier to, to connect Absolutely. with and, and, and kind of, as you said, find your tribe. So at Borough Press, I think it was uh, 2016 that you did a reading, uh, the opening reading for uh, Lauren Groff. Yeah. Or is it Laura Groff? Lauren. Lauren. Yes. Thank you. Wait. Rollins alone. Now, now you have me yeah, second guessing yeah. myself. Oh, so, no. Why'd you do that? We're, okay, we're going to edit so, that right out, right? Yeah. Lauren Groff <laughs> at the Orlando Museum of Art. Yeah, I got it. It's Lauren Groff. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> what I wanted to ask, so this is available online. So I went and uh, watched it and I'll link to it so people can uh, take a look at it. It's called The Amazing Euros. Yeah. Euros. Yeah. Euros. Uh, yeah. Is that how you pronounce that it? That is Thank how you, you pronounce it. Yeah. Because you read it. I should know that it's, after yeah. listening to you say that. I was, you, you know, I, I'm going to interrupt you just because that, that actually back to this idea of travels and influencing yeah. 
So Slovenia was, uh, we had a, when I did the, the program in Italy, there was a satellite campus in Slovenia. And there are absolutely elements of that. Like you, the name Eurosh is a Slovenian name. Yeah. And I think we probably had a student at one of the sa- satellite campuses who had that name. Um, I think I reference uh, Papillon. Uh, the restaurant. The restaurant. There yeah. was a real restaurant. So, yeah. All right, I, uh, yeah. I, I totally lied to you when I said that it doesn't Yeah, I figured. It. Yeah. I wasn't going to call you out on it, but I appreciate you calling yourself out on it. Yeah, sure. What I wanted to ask you about is, you know, every once in a while I'll have a character take over. Uh, when I'm trying to write. <laughs> okay. And I yeah. was wondering if Eurosh was one of those or if you've dealt with those types of characters where you intended to go in this direction, but then the character kind of comes up too much or have you, has that come up for you? I, I, I mean, without question, stories can, can kind of move in directions that are surprising. Um, I usually have a general idea of what sure. I'm trying to do, but, but it's general. I, I try not to be too formulaic in, in how I, I move something uh, from start to finish. Um, but the amazing Eurosh did, no, it was not like that at all. I, I think the thing that I had in mind in particular about that was this sense of attending like a concert or an event and being part of an audience and the way that an audience can be united by a person or a group of people, uh, both in terms of the experience mm-hmm. and in terms of the emotion. And I wanted to play with that idea in a story. So that story in some ways explores that and, and begins with that as well. Have you ever had a character and maybe you're still working on a story where you're trying to find the perfect fit for them or there's something about them that's so enticing that you keep working on it? Yeah, you know, I have a, a story that's that's currently making the rounds, and uh, it has a character that I had written into something years ago that that was it was a desk drawer kind of a, a piece that yeah. it didn't go anywhere, um, but it always made me laugh. It was a, a gym owner uh, whose name was Vance Buckman, and the the gym was <laughs> um, uh, body language, and they have the seductive tagline body language. Right. In the commercials and stuff, I actually managed to, to revive that and put that into a story here recently. So nice. it, it happens, but it's infrequent. OK. Yeah. All right. That's good. Uh, so let us play one more song and then we're going to do uh, a pop quiz. Because oh, okay. I feel like you're going to you're going to really relate to that. <laughs> I'm going to ace that it's one. Sure. so early in the morning yep. uh, that you're going to do great. Uh, the Mountain Goats on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. The Mountain Goats on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Woke Up New. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. And my very special guest, Hunter Choate, is still here. That's me. Yeah. I'm and here. we're pretty much done. All right. So Excellent. see you later, alligator. No, I'm just kidding. We have a pop quiz to oh, do. I was about to go. Hunter, I'm going to be judging you on this, as are <laughs> okay. all our listeners. And since there's, there's nothing I love more than being judged. This yeah. is great. Oh, I, everybody loves it, yeah. especially uh, aspiring authors. Yeah, sure. Uh, and since you are an author, oh, this no. is going to be oh, all no. essay oh, perfect. answers. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, ready? Uh, no, but, great. but that perfect. doesn't have to stop you. No, it will not stop okay. me. You know that for sure. January 8th, unfortunately, is a day in the year. And it's a day in the year where a lot of uh, relatively famous people have passed away. Okay. So, out of this group, who was oldest when he died? Oldest, okay. Oldest. Marco Polo. Okay. Galileo Galilei. Or Walter Diemer. 
Walter Deemer is not even ringing a bell here. Yeah, he was, uh, let me just look at my yeah, notes yeah, here. He, he was an accountant. An accountant. Yep. Well, as we all know, uh, the, the lifespan of accountants is eternal, so yeah. I'm going to go with him. He, yeah, he was 93. He <laughs> also See? he also invented bubblegum. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Galileo was 77 and Marco Polo was 69 uh, when he passed away. Now, out of that's, those three people. That's impressive. Marco Polo has will always be known uh, in pools throughout <laughs> yeah, the world. Sure, he's pool famous. Yes, very pool famous. Uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, or CES, starts this week. Okay, along with showcasing devices that will hit the shelves. It's also very big trade show for showing stuff, the prototypes and future tech that we might eventually see. Which one of these products will not be, be available to purchase this year? Is it A, a 65-inch 4K OLED TV that can be rolled up like a sheet of paper? Oh. B, a wristband that will let you hear phone calls through your fingers? Or C, a lamp that will allow you to access the internet via light? Oh. Which which will not be available for purchase this year. I'm going to go with A. The, uh, the 65-inch TV, TV yeah. that can roll up. You, you had me correct. until you were going to roll it up. And then yep. I thought, no. That's LG, LG is showing a prototype of it, but it's not going to be available for purchase. All the other ones are. So, All the, right. So phone quiz is can, over is what I'm hearing. The phone <laughs> Perfect. you can put up to, yeah, you just want to end <laughs> yeah, there. Sure. Uh, the phone thing, you wear it on your wrist and you put your fingers up to your uh, head. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I can see that. Yeah, vibrations through your, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the My Li-Fi so light fidelity or whatever Fi stands for, I'm not really sure when Wi-Fi, uh, is a pretty nice looking lamp, but you turn it on and then it also shoots beams at your laptop. Sweet. So you can have some mood lighting and yeah. play some uh, baby making music at the same time over the internet? Over is the that, internet, yeah. I guess. Okay, cool. Well, I guess we know where you're going. So this, <laughs> this dovetails really well into the next question. From January 14th through February 14th, You'll be able to ask your smart home speaker, Alexa, for daily advice on what? Is it A, dating, B, becoming sentient, or C, killing all humans? <laughs> ah, well, I think just based on the contextual clues, I'm going to go with A. That is correct. Yeah. So three for three. Nice job. Um, and unfortunately, it will only be <laughs> pre-programmed. That was dark. That was dark. Yeah. yeah, well, it's sentient being. Yeah, sure. I mean, she's right there. Uh, it'll be pre-programmed advice. You'll be able to ask for the daily dating right. tip. Right, got it. Uh, I would really like the idea of it being sort of artificially intelligenced flavored, if okay, you will. sure. So it could look at your buying patterns and it could see, <laughs> uh, you know. There's, there's another loser in town who buys the same stuff. Hey, Hunter, why are yeah. you even asking me for advice? You just bought four pounds of cookie dough. There you go. I know yeah. you're staying in That's, tonight. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think there's a predictive, you know predictive quality to a purchase like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so this is a new question or a new type of question that I'm going to try out on okay. you. Okay. Hit me. This is called, wow, when? Wow, when? Yeah. This is award season centric. And basically we're going to test your perception of the passage of time. <laughs> okay. So it should be pretty interesting. Uh, okay. Catherine Heigl wins the People's Choice Award for her role on Grey's Anatomy. Was that more than 10 years ago? Yes, that was more than 10 years ago. That was exactly 10 years oh, ago. Oh, trick yeah. question. We were at peak Heigl just 10 years ago. Okay. So we had Knocked Up, 27 Dresses, oh, yeah, Grey's sure. Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy still on. Really? Yeah, still well, on television. Don't, don't mess 14. with a good thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I guess. So, uh, and we don't know if Catherine Heigl has been spotted since, to be honest with you. <laughs> she's she's at large. She's she's in the bunker. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy, not the hobbity stuff. Uh, the three movies were nominated for a total of 30 Academy Awards. Oh, that's impressive. And they won 17. Okay. How old were you when the last movie, The Return of the King, came out? 48. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right, let's do old. some let's do some math here. Yeah, I was making myself really old there. I feel that old sometimes. Um I'm gonna say I was thirty two. Okay. Wait, so how old are you now? I'm thirty four. Okay. I, I'm what, messing with people. What year? Uh what do you well, think it was? I'm gonna say it had to have been about ten or twelve years ago. Ten or twelve. It was two thousand three. Oh so wow. Fifteen years what, ago. When? Yeah. Wait, yeah. was it wait when? Wait, when? Wait, when? Yep. There, there we go. Good. Perfect. Okay. One more question in this category, and then we're going to move on. Uh, the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> okay. Uh, just kidding. Uh, the MTV Music Video Awards. Oh, okay. That's a thing? Yeah. They, all right. Taylor Swift wins for Best Female Video with I Knew You Were Trouble. Was that more than 50 months ago? Or fewer than 50 months ago. 50. Wow. That mm -hmm. is a, an intro. I'm going to say more. <laughs> yeah. No, it was fewer. It was 2013. It was fewer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was August 2013. So that was fairly recent. But uh, yeah. So that's good. That's right, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The passage of time for all of us is warped. Yeah. Completely sure, warped. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, last but not least, I have two items here. I thought since we weren't doing a reading of yours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Another trend that's coming up is obviously uh, artificial intelligence are writing things. Yeah. So using yeah. this in newspapers a lot sure. and journalism yep. uh, will all be replaced that's, eventually. That's how most of my work gets done. <laughs> so I have two here. I'm going to oh. read them. I have two Am I supposed here. to pick which one is real? Which one is AI? Well, AI versus human. All right. Are you uh, ready? I, the first I guess. One's a I feel bit like longer. this is going to be a trick question, and they're both AI. And but okay. Okay. Let's, let's you ready? Go. There aren't any lacquered chairs here, she said under her breath. She had needed to sit for some time, and sitting was what she could, she most could do with. It wasn't so much the rest aspect of sitting; it was more the idea of stopping for a moment from her quest. My quest for Corinthian leather, she said over her breath. This had been going on for some time. The softest and most rare leather that had ever been tanned and cured. She was so frustrated that she threw a too small chair through a window. This is the worst Arbor Day ever, she said with her breath. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. The second Woo. one is a haiku. I, I feel like I just need to bask in that for a yeah, little just, bit. But do you okay. want to take a moment? Yeah, sure. Okay. The second one is a haiku, actually. Oh. Uh, there's Kevin Sorbo. Hey, Richard Dean Anderson. Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> I'm going to say that the first one was the AI. The first one. It was a trick question. You oh. were right the first time. I wrote both of those. Oh, okay. All right. So there you go. I may be an AI. Yeah. Who's to say? <laughs> All right. Well, Hunter, thank you so much. Hunterchote.com is the website to go to to follow Hunter's uh, writing career, mm -hmm. I think, Let's, and yeah, your sure. other career. Mm, yeah, no, there's nothing on there. Okay. Yeah. So Hunterchote.com would be Hunter, C-H-O-A-T-E. That's com. correct, yeah. Uh, you can also follow him on Instagram if yeah. you so choose. Insta and Hunter with a underscore. underscore there. Insta yeah. underscore Hunter mm -hmm. dot org dot net 
is yeah. another website that I just started. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and as far as I go, we've got some very special guests coming up. I've got a couple of artists, local artists that are a lot at uh, the shows around town, Will's Affair and things of that nature. Very cool. Uh, so we'll have Potheads by Amber in. We'll have the creator uh, behind Kill Him With Cuteness. We'll have the founder of our school coming up. I'm also very excited about uh, Manila Museum is doing Indie Folk Fest again this year on February 10th. And I'll have a booth there so you can come by and visit me. I will write uh, Valentine's cards for you and I'll have some projects for the kids as well. AI written? <laughs> no, no, you no. can see. Oh, okay. Obviously, I'm confused with AI <laughs> all the time. Hunter, thank you so much. Thank and you for having me. We're going to have uh, some marketing news with Bess Hour here in a moment. Let's uh, go out with some uh, Damon Alburn and Michael Nyman. This is the end titles from the movie Ravenous on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. You've been listening to A Certain Degree. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Hunter's work is available all over the internet but you can find most of it at hunterchote.com. Nick's work is available at toacertaindegree.com because really no one else wanted it. Much of the content there is written, sometimes crayon, sometimes not, but as he will tell you in person, English is not Nick's first language, nor will it be his last. I mean, um, oh, oh, I'm getting, um, sorry, I'm getting a message from the booth. It will be his last? Ah, uh, okay, old dog. No new tricks. Got it.